Hare Krishna. We are so fortunate to have His Grace Vrindhanath Prabhu from Michigan. And Prabhuji will enlighten us uh, Srimad Bhagavatam 6.8.1, verse 1 and 2. So please take over the call, Prabhuji, now. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Um, please accept my humble obeisances. All glory to Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Thank you very much for giving me this opportunity to speak on Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, for my own benefit, for my own purification, especially this being the Pushottam month, it's very, very wonderful, auspicious to hear Krishna Katha, speak Krishna Katha, and meditate on the pastimes of the Supreme Lord. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Cheva Narottamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tatojayam Udhirai Nashta Prayeshu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavate Uttama Shloke Bhaktir Bhavati Neshtiki Oma Gyanati Mirandhasya Gyanan Janashalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Mukam karoti vachalam pangum langhayate girim yat kripatamaham vande sri guru dinatarinim paramananda madhavam sri chaitanishwaram namom vishnupadaya krishna prishthaya bhutale srimate bhakti vedanta swami tinamine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaitya Gadadha Shivas Adi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna. Once again, thank you very much and welcome all the dear devotees in morning Bhagavatam class. Today we'll be discussing Canto 6, Chapter 8. We'll be discussing text number 1 and 2, but before that we will go over the overview of the chapter. So let me share my screen. Okay, I don't think I can share the screen. Um, Mataji, you have to make a Prabhuji presenter or maybe a host. No, it says host disabled participant screen sharing. <clears throat> okay, let me see. 
Okay, but now try probably. Yes, now it should be okay. I think you changed me as a host, so. Okay, so hopefully you can see my screen. Yes. Okay, so chapter eight, entitled the Narayana Kavacha Shield. So we'll read the overview of this chapter and then uh, we'll continue our discussion based on text number one and two. So this chapter describes how Indra, the king of heaven, was victorious over the soldiers of the demon. And it also describes the shield of the Vishnu Mantra. To take protection from this shield, one must first touch Kushagras and wash one's mouth with Achman Mantra. One should observe silence and then place the eight-syllable Vishnu Mantra on the parts of his body and place the twelve-syllable mantra on his hands. The eight-syllable mantra is Om Namo Narayanaya. This mantra should be distributed all over the front and back of the body. The 12-syllable mantra, which begins with Pranav Omkara, is Om Namo Bhagvate Vasudevaya. One syllable should be placed on each of the fingers and should be preceded by the Pranav Omkara. Thereafter, one must chant Om Vishnave Namaha, which is a six-syllable mantra. One must progressively place the syllable of mantra on the heart, the head, between the two eyebrows, on the shika, and between the eyes. And then one should chant Mahastrayafat. And with this mantra, protect himself from all directions. Na Devo Devayam Archayet. One who has not risen to the level of Deva cannot chant this mantra. According to, the, according to this direction of Shastra, one must think himself qualitatively non-different from the Supreme. After finishing this dedication, one must offer a prayer to the eight-armed Lord Vishnu who sits on the shoulder of Garuda Deva. One also has to think of the fish incarnation, Vamana, Kurma, Narasinga, Varaha, Parashurama, Ramachandra, the elder brother of Lakshmana, Naranarayan, Dattatreya, an empowered incarnation, Kapila, Sanatkumara, Hayagriva, Narada Deva, the incarnation of a devotee, Dhanavantri, Rishabhadeva, Yagya, Balaram, Vyasadeva, Buddhadeva and Keshava. One should also think of Govinda, the master of Vrindavan. And one should think of Narayana, the master of the spiritual sky. One should think of Madhusudana, Tridhama, Madhava, Rishikesha, Padmanabha, Janaradhana, Damodar and Vishwaveshwara. As well as the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna himself. After offering prayers to the Lord's personal expansions known as Swamsa and Shaktaveshavatara, one should pray to the weapons of Lord Narayana, such as Sudarshana, Gada, Shankha, Khadga, and Bau. After explaining this process, Shukdev Goswami told Maharaj Parikshit how Vishwarupa, the brother of Vrattasura, described the glories of Narayana Kavacha to Indra. So, um, before we move into text number one and two, I just want to briefly talk about the background here, what is going on. So this chapter entitled as Narayana Kavacha, it starts with when in the previous chapter, Shukdev Goswami told Parikshit Maharaj that after Indra and all the other demigods, they approach, approach Vishwarupa to appoint him as their priest. 
and Vishwarupa had accepted the priesthood and then he told Indra, he, he gave this Narayana Kavacha Mantra to Indra which will protect him from all the dangers and it will help him to win over the demons. So, when Shukdev Goswami told Parikshit Maharaj that Indra received this Narayan Kavacha from Vishwarupa and he was able to win over all the demons and he was able to acquire all the opulences of the three worlds. And then Parikshit Maharaj inquired from Shukdev Goswami that please describe to me in detail about this Narayan Kavacha. How Indra received this Narayan Kavacha? What is this Narayan Kavacha? And what are the benefits of this Narayan Kavacha? So Parikshit Maharaj inquired like this from Shukdev Goswami. Now in the overview of this chapter, Prabhupada is writing the brief summary of the whole chapter. And it starts with the Nyas Vidhi of receiving this Narayan Kavacha. There is a Anga Nyas and Karanayas. These are the two different aspects of this Nyasa Vidhi. We'll briefly go over that. Mostly the Karmakandi Brahmanas, they do this Nyasa Vidhi, how to chant this Narayana Kavacha Mantra. And for a devotee, for practicing devotee, how does it matter? And how we should approach this Narayana Kavacha. So even we coming before to that point, Let's discuss a little bit more background of what has happened. So Indra, Indra once offended his guru, Brahaspati. So we know the Brahaspati is the guru of the demigods. So Indra offended Brahaspati. How did that happen? Once Indra was in his assembly, all the demigods are sitting there and there is some celestial dance performance going on. The Apsaras are dancing. Indra is too much absorbed in his opulences. And Brahaspati arrives at that point. Indra being completely absorbed in his opulences, in his own enjoyment, Indra did not pay attention to Brahaspati. He, in one sense, neglected his spiritual master. So it's not that he committed any verbal offense to Brahaspati or he insulted Brahaspati in any other physical way or verbal way. It is just that he neglected to receive Brahaspati, to offer prayers to his guru or offer respect to his guru. And Brahaspati became offended with that. And that was the offense of Indra towards his guru because of his absorption in his opulence. So it's a very wonderful lesson for all of us here. Sometimes we may think, oh, I am not offending the devotee. I am not criticizing somebody or I am not even uh, speaking harsh words or something. But still there is a little etiquette, Vaishnava etiquette, which is when a devotee comes to us, right? when some senior devotee comes to us or in general, any devotee, there are certain basic minimum etiquettes which one should follow. One is to receive them, welcome them with smiling face and smile with welcoming words and offer them a seat. Offer them some water. And if we cannot offer a seat, we cannot offer a water, at least offering some sweet words. So that is the minimum etiquette. 
so if we are not doing that even though we may not be insulting somebody with our words or something but this itself becomes as a neglect it becomes as an insult so bhaspati was offended because of the neglect of indra and bhaspati disappeared from that scene bhaspati immediately disappeared and because bhaspati withdraw his mercy on his disciples the indra and all the other demigods they became bereft of their opulences and the demons taking opportunity of uh, this particular occasion they attacked on indra and indra was defeated and the demons took charge of his realm now be- being bereft of his opulence being bereft of his kingdom now indra approached brahma ji and brahma ji first of all chastised indra because of his behavior that he neglected to offer respect to his guru brahaspati and they could not find brahaspati anywhere even though we say demigods right they are also omnipresent or omniscient indra in one sense and varuna agni they know everything but still they could not find brahaspati anywhere brahaspati became completely invisible to the demigods so in that situation now brahma advised indra that you approach this another brahmana vishwarupa who is the son of trivishta another brahmana so you approach vishwarupa and request him to become your priest for time being so this is how indra approached uh, along with all the other demigods they approached vishwarupa and requested him you please become our priest we need to perform this yagya so that we can gain our powers back and we can win over the demigo uh, the demons so in that way when indra approach vishwarupa vishwarupa first told that accepting the post of a priesthood is also very responsible position actually and by accepting the position of a priesthood one loses all his previous brahmanical uh, or the credit whatever one has received because of his previous sadhana but because you have been told by brahma ji i will accept this position i will become your priest and then vishwarupa he composed this vishnu mantra the narayana kavacha and he told indra about this narayana kavacha he gave this narayana kavacha to indra and this is where the previous chapter ends and uh, shukdev goswami is telling parikshit maharaj as indra received this narayan mantra he was able to gain back his opulences and he was able to win over the demons so this is where parikshit maharaj stopped by briefly describing about the narayan kavcha and then text 1 and 2 parikshit maharaj is now inquiring from shukdev goswami so we'll read this text 1 and 2 and then we will uh, go over the overall discussion on the overview and this text 1 and 2 so the text 1 and 2 shri rajo uvacha yaya gupta sahasraksha savahan ripusanikan pridan eva vinirjitya trilokya bhuvajeshriyam bhagwannam stan ट्रांसलेशन बाय 
King Parikshit inquired from Shukadev Goswami, My Lord kindly explained the Vishnu Mantra armor that protected King Indra and enabled him to conquer his enemies along with their carriers and enjoy the opulences of the three worlds. Please explain to me that Narayan armor by which King Indra achieved success in battle, conquering the enemies who were endeavoring to kill him. So this is inquiry from Parikshit Maharaj to Shukdev Goswami, asking to describe this Narayana Kavacha in detail, what was given by Vishwarupa to Indra. So, Yaya Gupta Sahasraksha Savahan Ripusanikan. So, Indra is also addressed here as Sahasraksha, possessing 1000 eyes. Right? That is Indra's another name, Sahasraksha, because um, Indra had committed one another offense earlier. And uh, because of that offense, he, he was given a curse. So just I want to describe that little brief pastime also. This is related to Ramayan. We know Gautam Rishi Ahilya. Um, they were residing in their ashram. And at that time, Indra being so much attracted to Ahilya's beauty, he wanted to come enjoy with Ahilya. So at the dead of night, he came. And with the help of moon, Chandrama, he arranged in such a way that Gautam Muni thought it's already Brahma Muhurat. Moon came disguised in the form of a, a hen and he made the sound, right, which is like as an alarm clock for the morning, Brahma Muhurat. And Gautam Rishi thought it's morning time. He went to take his bath and in the background, Indra, disguising himself in the form of Gautam Rishi, went in the room of Ahilya to associate with her. Gautam Rishi went to the river. Immediately he realized, oh, really, this is not the morning time. This is a mistake. It's not Brahmura. It is still the mid of the night. So Gautam Rishi came back. And Indra, knowing this, he immediately ran out of the room. And Gautam Rishi saw somebody who was looking like him coming out of the room of Ahilya. And Gautam Rishi cursed him that you will have... 1,000 vagina all over your body. That was the curse of Gautam Rishi. And then when Indra pleaded, he said, when you worship sun god, your this 1,000 vagina on your body will convert into 1,000 eyes. So 1,000 eyes on the body of Indra. That's how he is addressed as Sahasraksha. And these 1,000 eyes are like you have been washed by somebody every time. Because he has eyes all over his body. So this is the little short way I describe the background. How Indra received this thousand eyes and he is addressed as Sahasraksha. So Parikshit Maharaj is inquiring how Sahasraksha, he received this Vishnu Mantra, which is Narayana Kavacha. And how he win over all the demons and was able to acquire all his opulences. So... In the overview, Srila Prabhupada is describing the overall chapter background and talking about the Nyasa Vidhi of receiving this Narayana Kavacha. And see, the Narayana Kavacha is not just something like you wear on your body as some, some sort of a shield. So it's not really a Kavacha which one somebody wears as a physical, some entity on the body. Narayana Kavacha is a protection shield of mantra. Like we recite Narshinga prayer. Right? And then there is a Narshinga Kavacha also. So Narshinga Kavacha is a set of prayers. 
we are requesting lord narasimha dev to protect us to protect our head to protect our arms to protect our body in all directions so similarly there is narayan kavacha which is composed by vishvarupa to provide it to indra for his protection so it's a set of prayers and these prayers will be described later on in this chapter so text 3 shukdev goswami will tell parikshit maharaj that okay now i will describe to you in detail about this narayan kavacha and 4 through 11 these are the nyas vidhi which is described in the first paragraph of the overview so text 4 through 11 is the nyas vidhi of receiving this narayan kavacha or reciting the narayan kavacha how this narayan kavacha to be recited and then the narayan kavacha mantras actually start from text number 12 so this is a set of prayers as i said and this will start from text number 12 and it goes all the way through text number 34 so this is a set of almost like 33 verses or 23 verses which is described as narayan kavacha and the first verse of this narayan kavacha is very important we'll briefly go over that so let's first talk about as the overview what is written here as the nyasa vidhi of reciting or receiving this narayana kavacha so the initial process which is described here is to take the protection from this narayana kavacha one must first touch the kushagras and wash one's mouth with achaman mantras so some of um, the devotees who are brahmanical initiated they know when we want to go on the altar we have to perform achamana right when we are doing some service to the deities or even when offering bhoga to the deities so there is some process you do achamana for purification so we take water on our hand and then recite particular mantras om keshavaya namaha om narayanaya namaha om govindaya namaha so there is a set of mantras which we recite as achaman pranam mantras and then uh, in general there is one mantra which is as a purification purification mantra is om apavitro pavitro va sarva sarva vastam gato api vai ya samret pundrikaksham sa bhuyat abhayant bahya abhayantra shuchihi shri vishnu shri vishnu shri vishnu so om apavitro pavitro va either i am in a uh, contaminated condition or uncontaminated condition auspicious or inauspicious condition sarva avastham gato apiva in all the various situation yah samret pundari kaksham by just remembering the supreme lord sa bhaya abhayantra shuchi it gives purification from both outside and inside so shri vishnu shri vishnu shri vishnu so this is the purificatory mantra and then after sitting down on the kushagras with the washed mouth and hands by performing this purificatory mantra then the next step is to do nyasa this is angnyasa and karnayasa so the first it says that one should observe silence and then place the eight syllable vishnu mantra on the parts of the body and this eight syllable mantra is om namo narayanaya so this mantra is called eight syllable mantra there are eight letters eight aksharas involved in this mantra and this mantra should be distributed 
all over the front and back of the body. So basically by touching the various limbs of the body, one say one one akshara of this mantra. And what are these eight different limbs of the body which one touches while reciting these eight akshas of the mantra? So it starts with the feet. So by touching the feet, one recites the first mantra, the first akshara om, then moves to knee, recite the next akshara na, and then move to thigh, recite the next syllable ma, and then to stomach na, then to heart ra, then to chest ya, then to mouth na, and then to head ya. So this is the eight syllable mantra. The eight syllables are recited by touching the eight limbs of the body. And actually in the actual Karmakandi Vidhi, they say there are other mantras also which can be recited by touching these eight limbs of the body to distribute um, the Narayan Kavcha on overall of the body. So rather than reciting the eight syllables of the eight-syllable mantra, Om Namo Narayanaya. There are certain other specific mantras also, which is like Om Om Namah Padayo. So by speaking this mantra, one touches both hands with the feet. And then Om Namah Januno, one touches the knees while speaking this mantra. One touches both uh, with, with his hands on the knees. And then reciting Om Mom Nam Urvo, one touches the thighs. Then Om Nama Nama Udare, one touches the stomach. So still there are different mantras which can be recited in Karmakanda Vidhi. But here in this in Srimad Bhagavatam, specifically the Narayan Kavcha, the way it is described is one recite the eight syllables one by one while touching the eight limbs of the body. And then starting from the top. In the reverse order, one comes back while reciting the syllables in the reverse order. So reciting in the reverse order will be a little interesting. Right? One has to have that practice. So in the reverse order, again, touching from the head, then to the mouth, then to the chest, to heart, to stomach, to thighs, to knee, to feet. One will recite those eight syllables in the reverse order. Ya, na, ya, ra, na, ma, na, ma, na, om. So in the reverse order, one again touches back. So distributing the mantra on the body. So that is Anganayas. Anganayas, Anga means the different limbs of the body. And then Nyasa Vidhi is to kind of um, purify the different limbs of the body. Then second is described here as Karanayas. Karanayas, Kara means hands. So distributing the mantra on the hands. So the now uses the 12 syllable mantra and again it starts with the pranav omkara and the 12 syllable mantra is described here as om namo bhagavate vasudevaya so again this 12 syllable mantra is recited while touching the different fingers of the hand so it starts from the right hand with this index finger so one recite the mantra Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So one can recite the whole mantra or again with the one one syllable across the different fingers of the hands. So starts with right hand index finger. 
then moving on to the next ones, these four fingers, then starting on the left hand, starting from the um, pinky finger, again, reciting the mantra. So this becomes eight, then right hand, thumb, bottom, then the whole thumb. Again, the left hand, thumb, bottom, and the whole thumb. So this becomes total 12. So this 12-syllable mantra is recited on the 12 parts of the hands. So that is called Karanayas. And after doing Anganayas and Karanayas, next is described as one must chant Om Vishnave Namaha. So this mantra is described as six-syllable mantra. Om Vishnave Namaha. And one must progressively place the syllable of this mantra again on the six different limbs here. So the heart, the head, between the two eyebrows, then on the shikha, and then eyes, left right eye and right eye. So it becomes total six. So this six syllable mantra is recited on these six different parts of the body. So after reciting that, then one should chant. Om Astrayapat. And with this mantra, protect himself from all direction. So how it is done is, so they describe that while reciting this mantra, so one is as described earlier in the beginning, one is sitting on the kushagras facing north. Right? And then by reciting this mantra, protect oneself from all direction. So the way it is done is, they recite this mantra, Om Astrayafat, then uh, so they do this gesture in all direction one by one. So starting from, let's say, in one direction, then going in the back, then in the back, then this side, then this side, then front, then at the looking at the sky, then looking at the earth. So in that way, in all direction, in 10 times, it becomes 10. It described as 10 directions. So one recite this mantra, Mahastra effort and then protecting oneself from all directions. So up to this is the Nyasa Vidhi. And then one recite actually the Narayana Kavacha, which starts from text number 12. So in text number 12, the first mantra, which Prabhupada has described in the overview, the translation of that. So this mantra is very wonderful. I don't know if everybody in general, when they recite the Narayana Kavacha, if they recite all the 23 verses, or they at least recite the first mantra. So one should try to memorize this first verse of the Narayan Kavacha mantra, which says, Om Harihi Vidadhyana Mama Sarvaraksham Nyastangrihi Padma Patgendra Prashthe Darari Charmasi Gadheshu Chapa Pashandadhano Ashtagunoho Ashtabahu. So what this mantra is describing. The Supreme Lord who sits on the back of bird Garuda, touching him with his lotus feet, holds the eight weapons, the conch shell, the disc, the shield, sword, club, arrows, bow and ropes. May that Supreme Personality of Godhead protect me at all times with his eight arms. He is all powerful because he, is, he fully possesses the eight mystic powers, anima, lagima, etc. So, the First line of this mantra, what it says is Om Harihi Vidhyana Mama Sarvaraksham. May that Supreme Lord protect me in all situations. Nyastangrihi Padma. 
Patgendra Prashthe. Patgendra Prashthe means he's residing at the back of bird Garuda by touching his feet on his head. Nyast Angrihi Padma. And then Pashan Dadhanu Ashtaguno Ashtabahu. He is holding the eight weapons in his eight arms and he is possessing of Ashtaguno, the all eight mystic powers. So may that Supreme Lord protect me in all directions, in all situations. That is the first mantra of Narayan Kavacha. And uh, many of the Brahmins also actually, when they recite the whole Narayan Kavacha, they mainly recite this one mantra as Narayan Kavacha. And all the other mantras are kind of a successively uh, calling out to the various names of the Lord as the various incarnations of the Lord. May Lord Narsingadev protect me. May Lord Kurma protect me. May Lord Matsya protect me. So in that way, this is Narayan Kavacha is composed. So starts with the Nyasavidhi and then reciting of this Pranam Mantra. So here, in this particular first mantra of Narayan Kavacha, it says the Supreme Lord who is riding on the back of bird Garuda, touching him with his lotus feet. So this, this, this in itself is very, very wonderful meditation. Meditating on the Lord, sitting on somebody's shoulder, touching him, touching that carrier with his feet. And we want to meditate on that. May the Lord be touching me with his feet. That should be the meditation. Because being touched by the Lord's feet, it already gives all protection. It gives all the protection from any danger. I will tell you one uh, small pastime from Ramayana also. So we, when Lord Ramachandra along with Lakshmana, they are searching for Mother Sita. After meeting Shabari, they come to Pampasarovar to go to Rishyamuk Parbha to meet Sugriva. So when they arrive at the foot of this mountain Rishyamuk, Sugriva sends Hanuman to find out who do, these two people are. Right, who looks like a hermit, but they are holding the bows and arrow. They are holding the weapon. And Sugriva is terrified, thinking Vali has sent somebody to kill him. Because Vali himself cannot enter into that area of Rishyamuk Parbat. So maybe he has sent some of his people. He has hired somebody to come and kill me here. So Sugriva was terrified and he sends Hanuman there. And I don't want to go in detail of this pastime. So Hanuman... Uh, came disguised as a Brahmana and Lord recognized Hanuman and Lord did not even speak to Hanuman. He told Lakshmana, you speak to Hanuman. So after all that conversation has happened, when Hanuman came to know these are Ram and Lakshman, Lord Shri Ram himself, whom I have been waiting all these years. So then he gave up his disguised form of a Brahmana and came to his original form of a uh, Vanara. And then Hanuman tells Lord Ramachandra, you please come with me to Rishamuk Parbat. I will take you on the top of Rishamuk Parbat where Sugriva is residing and you make friendship with Sugriva. So as Lord Ramachandra is ready to go with Hanuman, Hanuman says, you please ride on my shoulder. You please sit on my shoulder. So Lord Ramachandra, he can sit on one shoulder. Lakshmanji can sit on another shoulder. And Lord Ramachandra told Hanuman, see, generally, it is very difficult to climb the mountain. Even for one person, it is very difficult. 
right? When we want to climb up the mountain, it's very difficult because going uphill is, it takes a lot of endeavor. So for the person himself, riding up is very difficult, but you are asking me and Lakshman to sit on your shoulder, carrying two people going uphill will be very, very difficult. What if you trip, you fall, you lose your balance and all that? And what is Hanumanji's bhav? So sometimes we describe this pastime or in general people describe this pastime showing the valor of Hanumanji, how powerful Hanuman is that he is carrying Ram and Lakshman on his shoulder and flying up to go to the top of mountain. But Hanuman's bhav, what is Hanumanji's bhav here? That if you are sitting on my shoulder, I am holding on to your feet. Then how can there be any danger? And on top of that, not only the Lord, but the Lord's devotee, Lakshmanji is also sitting on my shoulder. I'm With one hand, I'm holding Lord's feet. Another hand, I'm holding Bhakta's feet. When we are holding on to the feet of the Lord and the feet of the devotee, how can there be any danger? Everything becomes very easy. And on top of that, when you will be sitting on my shoulder, you will hold my head with your hands. So, your hands are on my head. What can be more wonderful than that? What could be more blessing than that for me? So, that is Hanumanji's bhav. That when you are sitting on my shoulder, touching me with your feet, I am holding on to your feet. That removes any obstacle from life. And one can climb up very easily. So that's a success mantra in life. If we really want to climb up in the life, if we want to progress in life, no matter in what aspect, if somebody is looking for material prosperity, material progress also, and definitely for our spiritual progress, what is needed is we need to hold on to the feet of the Supreme Lord and hold on to the feet of the wonderful devotees. So... This, that's why this Narayana Kavacha, the first verse itself is very wonderful. Here it is describing the Lord is sitting on the back of Garuda, touching him with his lotus feet. And may that Lord protect me in all directions with his eight weapons in the eight arms. So again, we are just covering the overview of this chapter along with text one and two. So after describing this Narayana Kavacha, Shukadev Goswami tells Parikshit Maharaj the benefit of this Narayan Kavacha or what is the Palashruti. Okay, when we hear any Katha, after that there should be, there is described as a Palashruti. What is the benefit of hearing this? Okay, you have heard all this, but what is the benefit? So Shukdev Goswami describes the Palashruti to Parikshit Maharaj. So Shri Shuka Uvacha Ya Idam Shuneyat Kale Yo dharmayati chadrataha tam namasyanti bhutani muchyante sarvato bhuyat bhayat. So, ya idam shrunya. Whoever hears this, yo dharyati chadrataha, whoever accepts this Narayan Kavacha with full faith in their heart, tam namasyanti bhutani. One is being worshipped by all the living entities. So he gains a lot of fame and respect in all three worlds. 
तम नमस्यंति भूतानि मुच्यंते सर्वतो भयात एंड ऑल हिज फियर्स आर इमीडिएटली ऑल हिज डेंजर्स आर ऑलरेडी रिलीव्ड ही इज फ्री फ्रॉम ऑल डेंजर्स ऑल फियर्स सो दैट इज द फलश्रुति व्हिच सुखदेव गोस्वामी इज डिस्क्राइबिंग टू परीक्षित महाराज नाउ एज practicing devotees how does it relate to us what is the real purpose of narayan kavacha we should see the real purpose of narayan kavacha one should not take it for material prosperity but for our spiritual elevation our mood should be if we really want to recite this narayan kavacha it should be not for material prosperity but requesting the lord may you please protect me from all dangers whatever come on the path of my spiritual progress whatever is the bondage for me in this material world you please relieve me from that bondage please help me to make progress please remove all the obstacle on the path of my spiritual progress because if somebody is asking for material benefit by employing this narayan kavacha even though we may become famous in this material world somebody may gain opulences in this material world ultimately it is binding and this is visible in the pastime of this indra also indra was given this narayan kavacha he was able to conquer the demons he got back his kingdom his opulences but still he is not as glorious as bhattasura so going forward in the chapter 9 10 it describes about bhrittasura also and the fight between indra and bhrittasura and what happens there even though indra after employing this narayan kavacha he got his opulences he was able to gain the power to be able to win over the demons but when he was having the fight with bhrittasura there is a very wonderful conversation with indra and bhrittasura so first of all how is the, again we will have a little brief um, overview about the whole past time so after receiving narayan kavacha indra win win over the demons then he asked vishwarupa to perform a yagya for him as this yagya is being performed vishwarupa the demons also approach vishwarupa that see in every yagya we are also supposed to get the ahuti on our name also and vishwarupa said okay no problem i will give ahuti on your name also because in one sense vrittasura is related to shukracharya who happens to be the guru of demons so vrittasura said i will put ahuti on your name also so in brit uh, not vrittasura sorry vishwarupa so vishwarupa is doing this yagya and he is doing the oblations on the name of the demigods and he does one oblation on the name of demon also and indra came to know about this and he thought if he is doing this yagya for our benefit but he is giving the benefit to demon also they will also become powerful indra became very angry and he immediately took up his sword and cut off the head of vishwarupa he killed vishwarupa see he has again appointed vishwarupa as his priest as his guru but he because thinking his position to be in danger he killed his priest and because of killing his priest indra was immediately afflicted by brahma hatya because he killed a brahmana and because of killing this brahma hatya he was suffering again 
and brahma said you can give the reaction of this brahma hatya to somebody else who is willing to take this and in that way you will become relieved of this um reaction of brahma hatya so indra approaches everybody and four personalities accepted this brahma hatya so it was divided into four indra said i will give you a benediction if you receive the part of this brahma hatya so who are these four who received the portion of this in you know, of brahma hatya the ocean in in one sense the water the earth the trees the woman so these four received the portion of this brahma hatya one fourth one fourth so earth received the benediction because in uh, the part of this brahma hatya because indra he gave the benediction that earth will be immediately filled any ditches on the earth will be filled automatically so on that benediction earth received the portion of this brahma hatya and what is the sinful reaction because of that the some part of the earth will be deserted land it will be a barren land where no greenery can come no crop can come so you see on earth there are some barren lands there khandar bhumi or the deserted area so that is because of receiving the part of this brahma hatya then indra he gave one fourth part to water and also gave the benedictions also so the benediction given was wherever water is added in whichever object the water is added it will increase the volume of that object so if water is added into milk it will increase the volume of the milk if water is added into any other thing like when we make the dough it will increase the volume of that so with that benediction indra gave one fourth portion of his sinful reaction of brahmahatya to water and what is the reaction of that there will be foam and bubbles in the water so one should avoid taking that foam and bubble when we collect water there should not be foam and bubbles so that's why actually a uh, very wonderful observation is when we make any um when we cook some items right when you are making dal or sabji so some foam some bubbles come on top of that one should remove that because that is part of one's uh, the sinful reaction of brahmahatya which is accepted by water from indra and then one fourth was given to the tree the tree received the benediction from indra that whenever the tree is trimmed when any twigs branches are cut off it will automatically grow again the branches will grow right when we see we trim the trees again these trees grow automatically so that was the benediction given by receiving that benediction the trees took one fourth part of indra's brahmahatya also that is there will be always some uh, uh, that gond coming out of the trees the sap sometimes people think oh this sap is very wonderful and they want to drink the sap or they put the sap there are many uh, people actually who make some laddus by adding that sap into the tree because it seems to be uh, tasty uh, but one should be careful by accepting that sap from the tree in terms of drinking the sap or eating that sap one is accepting the sinful reaction of indra of brahmahatya and then the fourth benediction received by the woman because of that sinful reaction the woman got that menstrual period so how indra received the brahmahatya by killing vishavarupa 
so that the demons do not get the benefit of this yagya the father of vishvarupa tushta he became very upset with indra after his son is killed and tushta thought i want to take revenge from indra i will produce one son who will kill indra and tushta performed a putra kameshi yagya to get a son out of that and in that see tushta's intention was to get a son who will kill indra now comes very interesting point here which all of us should be very careful about the correct pronunciation in the mantra they sometimes we become uh, fanatical that oh it doesn't matter however we recite the mantra our intention should be there whatever intention is lord accepts our intention but one's pronunciation of the mantras should be very clear very correct that's why in kali yuga no other mantras are recommended because we do not have mm-hmm. the capacity to recite those mantra in a perfect meter in perfect pronunciation like om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo narayanaya so like all these mantras which have been used earlier by the sadhakas by chanting these mantras they attained the self realization but in kali yuga these mantras are not recommended because we do not have the qualification to chant them perfectly and without perfect pronunciation recitation they do not give the benefit and that is clear from this particular past time by saying something wrong one can get a reverse result also as we know from ramayan also see when uh, ravana kumbhakarna bhavishana they performed austerity to get the bones kumbhakarna wanted to get indrasana right his intention was to chant the mantra or when he was asking the bone he wanted to say indrasana but saraswati sat on the tongue of kumbhakarna and rather made him say nidrasana so one letter different indrasana nidrasana his intention was to get indrasana so if we say oh no 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 lord sees our intention and he will accept our recitation of the mantras based on our intention no what was given to kumbhakarna was really nidrasana and here also in this particular past time what we see is tushta he performed putrakameshi yagya in that he was reciting the mantras to get a son who will kill indra so he he wanted to recite the mantra indra shatru vivardhasya ma chiram jahi vidvishwam so indra shatru vivardhasya indra ko mare one who will kill indra and he will protect himself but rather when he was reciting the mantra he pronounced little bit wrong he said indra shatru vivardhasva rather than saying vivardhasya he said vivardhasva and the whole thing changed one letter difference vivardhasya versus vivardhasva so he, the meaning became wo indra ke dwara mara jaye indra shatru vivardhasva he will be killed by indra so what was the effect of that yes he got the son he got vrittasura out of that yagya he was very powerful and this pratasura again there is a whole past time this is um 
we talk about that pastime of uh, what is the name? He received the son and that son died. What is the name? And uh, anybody remembers the name of the king? Chitraketu. King Chitraketu, yes, thank you. So King Chitraketu, right? So King Chitraketu, because later on he offended Lord Shiva, or in one sense he offended Parvati Devi, and she, he was cursed by Parvati to become a demon. So when Tushta performed this Putrakameshi Yagya, Chitraketu appeared as a demon, as Vrittasura. And this Vrittasura is very powerful and he is very devoted to Lord Vishnu actually. He is a wonderful devotee of the Lord. And to be able to kill Vrittasura, he approached again the Lord himself. How can I conquer over this demon? He is very powerful. And Indra was told, you go ask Dadichi Richi to give his bones to you, out of which you can make a Vajra. We know Indra has a Vajra in his hand. Um, that is made of the bones of Dadichi Rishi. So Indra went. See again, one more aspect about Indra is he is just concerned about his opulences, his safety. He goes to Dadichi, who is a very great sage, and tells him, please, you give your bones to us. Now, how can somebody give your bone? He has to die for that. So you, he is telling you die, you give your bones to us so we can protect ourselves. And Dadichi Rishi, he knows the power of giving, of give the power of charity. So Dadichi Rishi accepted. And how he gave his bones? He put sugar all over his body, the shakkar. And the ants will come and they will eat up all the flesh, all the skin and the flesh and the bones will be left out. This is how the bones were given to Indra and Indra made the Vajra out of that bones of Dadichi. And finally, when there was a war happening between Vrittasura and Indra, Indra first actually riding on his elephant, Aravat, he threw a club on Vrittasura. Vrittasura caught her for that club and threw back at Indra. Actually, it hit Aravat and Aravat fell 15 yojan back. He fell down along with Indra, shouting loudly in pain. So Indra again got up now with his Vajra and he is again going to attack on Vrittasura. And Vrittasura seeing that Vajra and Vrittasura is now addressing Indra. Now there is the climax here. We are saying this Narayana Kavacha is very powerful. It will help us to protect from all the dangers and it will give all the opulences, yes. But if somebody is using that only for the material protection, material ban uh, opulences, that is not good enough. Vrittasura is saying, yes, you may be able to kill me with this Vajra, with, with your thunderbolt. But I do not care about being killed by you because I am constantly remembering the Supreme Lord. And remembering the Supreme Lord at all times, especially at the time of death, it will help me to go back to the Supreme Lord, cutting down all my bondages in this material world. So he gives three examples, actually, how somebody is always constantly remembering somebody in that same way. I am remembering the Supreme Lord always. So he gives the example of 
three um, different entities. One example he gives is the baby bird. The baby bird who has not developed his wings yet, the father bird, mother bird, they go out to get some food and the baby bird sitting in the nest is always waiting for the mother to come back. He's always waiting for his father and mother to come back, constantly remembering that in that anxiety. What if some hunter come or what if some other dangerous animals come and eat me up? So in that situation, he is constantly remembering his father bird and mother bird. And the second example he gives is of a calf. The calf stays at the home and the cow, she goes for grazing in the field. And while the cow is away, the calf is constantly remembering his mother. When my mother will come back, when it will be the milking time, when will I get the opportunity to drink the milk of my mother. So the calf is constantly remembering his mother. And the third example he gives is if there is a young girl who got recently married, let's say the girl got married to some soldier and the after marriage next day the soldier has to go back on the border for his duty. So he is away from the home and the wife. When she is at home, even though there is everybody else at home, father-in-law, mother-in-law, uh, other members of the family, everybody is there. There are all comforts there. Nice AC is working. Nice bed is there. Nice food is there. Everything is there. But the husband is not there. Husband is away from the home. No matter everything else is there, she is constantly remembering her husband. And same way Vrittasura is saying, like these people, these three entities, I always Look for the opportunity to render direct service unto the Supreme Lord. I look for the opportunities to always remember the Supreme Lord. But why? What will happen by remembering the Supreme Lord? Because that will guarantee my cutting of all the bondage in this material world. And I will be able to go back to the Supreme Lord to offer some direct service unto him. Offer some direct service unto the devotees of the Lord. So he's saying, yes, you have got this thunderbolt, you have got this Narayan Kavacha, you can win over me, but you will be still bound in this material world. And where is my destination? I am going back to the Supreme Lord. So Sura, even though he was in the body of a demon, he acquired the body of a demon, King Chitraketu, but his consciousness was still absorbed on the Supreme Lord. He was the devotee of Lord Sankarsana, one form of Lord Vishnu. So in that way, what we can see is really the purpose of Narayana Kavacha should not be for any material prosperity, material gain, but requesting the Lord, please protect me so that I can continue to progress in my spiritual life. Please protect me from all the obstacles on my spiritual journey and so that I can always serve you, I can always remember you. So, in our scenario, what we say is our Acharyas has given us this Mahamantra, Hare Krishna Mantra, which is the Yuga Dharma. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. And in reciting that mantra, there is no hard and fast rule, there is no consideration of pronunciation. You say Rama or Rama, Krishna or Krishna, 
there is no matter consideration of right or wrong pronunciation or the reciting this at any time of the day. See, other mantras one has to recite in a very purified stage at particular times of the day. You cannot just recite those mantra anywhere and everywhere or in any circumstances. But the Yuga Dharma, the Hare Krishna Mahamantra is so powerful that by chanting this Hare Krishna Mahamantra, we can receive all the benefits. We can purify our consciousness. Cheto Darpanam Arjanam. It removes the dust on the mirror of our mind. Paramabhijayate Shri Krishna Sankirtanam. All glories to the chanting of Hare Krishna Mantra, the Sankirtan. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the Goswamis and the Acharyas in our disciplic succession, they have given us this mantra, they have shown by their example how by chanting we can take the benefit of all other different kavachas which are described. And on top of that, yes, Prabhupada told us to chant. Srila Prabhupada has given us Narasimha prayer to ask Lord Narasimha Dev to please protect me from all any dangers. So I will stop here. Let's take shelter of the holy name in this Kali Yuga because Kali Yuga is the Yuga of vices, the Yuga of quarrel and hypocrisy. And the only protection is the chanting of the holy name. Kaler doshe nidhe rajan ek mahan guna kirtana deva krishnasya mukta sangha pram rajet By chanting the holy name we can cross over this River of oceans, uh, the ocean of faults, the river of faults, because in this Kali Yuga, there are faults, there are vices everywhere. And if we really want to protect ourselves, the only shelter is the chanting of the holy name. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, 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 Thank you very much. Please forgive me if I spoke anything wrong, if I described anything incorrectly. Um, please correct me. If any anybody has any comments, if somebody would like to add anything, or if anybody has any questions, please feel free. I have a few minutes. I have a office meeting to attend uh, in a few minutes. So we can quickly maybe have any comments, any questions in the next 5 to 10 minutes. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, you gave a wonderful class. It was excellent class. And I really enjoyed you. You made a thorough preparations. And it's I don't have words to tell, but um, it was an excellent class. Your presentation was very good. And for the listeners like me, uh, I really enjoyed. I had a... a, a a quick question that, uh, you know, being uh, the harshness is a demoniac activity, you know, harsh qualities in a, uh, uh, in the divine and demonic act, uh, qualities. So how the Indra, uh, being a king, Indra being a demigod, he has this kind of uh, qualities to insult the guru. Hmm. So we, what we should understand is actually it's all Lord's arrangement through the pages of Bhagavatam. Lord is describing whatever Indra is doing, Lord is trying to show us in ourselves, right? That 
we have those things and we should not behave in that way if we behave in that way what will be the outcome what will be the result of that for example let's say becoming envy from somebody right it's a very demoniac quality in one sense and indra we know whenever somebody performs lot of austerity indra becomes very scared he becomes very afraid that maybe this person want to get my position and indra immediately wanted to have the fall down of that person he sends his apsara or he does some other arrangement for the fall down of that sadhaka so what does it reflect is actually we need to see are we the indra in that sense indra try to be the controller in the govardhan leela we see indra said oh i want to have all these offerings right everybody should worship me so do we have that quality are we the one who are trying to be like that we are trying to be the controller we are trying to be the uh, possessor of these opulences that nobody should nobody else should have that we become envious of somebody else if somebody else has, has that so it is for us to reflect are we also like this indra when indra becomes envious of somebody or afraid of somebody and wanted to protect his position are we also like that when somebody else becomes more famous if somebody else is trying to go ahead of us are we become becoming envy jealous of that person or trying to put that person down right and this is the nature of this material world we know uh, how some of the scandals happen when somebody is more famous they try to defame that person by telling some negativity about that there have been so many sadhus who have been defamed wrongly so that they lose their fame and these politicians can keep upholding their positions so indra in one sense whatever is the story is described about indra he is trying to show us our face he is taking that position to give us our reality right he is showing us the mirror so we should take it in that way we should not start um, blaspheming indra oh indra is such a demoniac person how he became the demigod ultimately yes indra is also the servant of the lord he is doing his duty to run the affair of this universal government and yes he does some negative things also which is a lesson for us thank you prabhu ji nice explanation okay thank you prabhu hari krishna prabhu ji dhanyawad pranam agresha shri prabhupad such a nice class explained uh, how lord's uh, shelter of the lord and his name uh, is the our uh, only raksha kavach dej of kali and and uh, while going through this verses uh, i was uh, like thinking that how important it is so each word spoken from the brahmana's mouth is so powerful that's why that uh, that krishna says manah prasada samatyam ono atma vinigraha bhava samsiddhi eta eta tapo manasam uchyate so that uh, maunam is brahmana's following the maunam is so important because each word each syllable spoken carries that potency of the lord so i was thinking that that's why we should always very rishikena rishikeshana bhakti so we should be using all our senses for the lord service 
for the pleasure of the Lord. Now, so many pleasure person uh, who we that we should uh, I was thinking that uh, this is this it gave me a new meaning. That is uh, why pleasure is so uh, worthless. I mean, we are using the sense. I mean, this uh, the senses that Lord has given that carries that can carry so much of weight uh, for uh, all uh, nonsensical uh, talks. Uh, so. Uh, and yes, uh, yeah, we do not have the, that much purity. So the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, Gino Chaitanya Mahaprabhu for this age of Kali is our uh, only uh, saving grace, the boat of Harinam. Yes, Prabhuji. Yeah. Uh, you made a very wonderful point how each word which comes out of the mouth of Brahmana or in general for us also, right? How that is so important, what we speak. We should not utilize our power of speech into any nonsense talk in um, doing prajalpa or in just fault-finding, criticizing others. Better to focus on ourselves and uh, take advantage of this short duration of time and the short ability which has been given to us in terms of our speech and make the best use of the bad bargain. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Hare Krishna. So if no other questions, comments, I uh, hope we can end it here. Thank you very much. Krishna Prabhuji, Dhanavad Pranam. This is so wonderful class, Prabhuji, and question and answer session. Uh, and if nobody has any question or comment, we can end up the call here. And please come more often, Prabhuji. Your classes are so in detail explanation. It's a very nice preparation, Prabhuji. Yeah, Hare Krishna. I did not get much chance to prepare. Mataji told me only in the late afternoon yesterday. So, but... I hope I did some justice to the topic. Very nice, very nice, Prabhuji. Okay. Thank you, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you very uh, much. I cannot stop uh, able to stop the recording, Prabhuji. Manidhar uh, Prabhu, are you there?